0: Welcome to Zeku Sin Mani member by Ram Goldai and today, Masachas Baba Kama, Daf Ein Vav, the 7th parak Maruba. This daf has been generally sponsored by Mr. and Mrs. Yossi Abramovitz as a schutz of Fua Shlema for Chana Ben Rachel. So the three tops we're going to focus on, number when the Mishnah Daf Ein Dald Alman taught that if one stolen animal was maktishit as a carbon and shechted it, he does not pay Dald Vehei. Then although the Shekita does not obligate dal Vehei because it was no longer the owners, he should pay dal Behe, for being maktishit, Mali What difference is it to me whether he sells it to an ordinary person or sells it to heaven? Two answers are suggested to attribute the mission to Tuatanu holds the Makdish retains ownership in certain cases of hektish, but these answers are rejected. The Gmur ultimately distinguishes between selling and be Makdish. When one sells to a Hedul, Mikar Tord Shimon, originally it was the seller Ruven's cow, and now it's the buyer Shimon's cow. Macharos shemayim, but if he sells it, meaning it's makdishit to heaven, mikar toward the Reuben, mahashet toward the Reuben. It was originally Ruvain's cow, and now it's still Ruvain's cow, meaning it's called Ruven's carbon because it atones for him and is brought for his sake. Pointing between the Mishnah, Rabbi Shimon said that one pays all the hay, but Kaddash mishechayv b'charei usan carbonus, for which he bears responsibility. The Moor explains that he refers to someone who stole a carbon, where the Tanakhama holds he does not pay dolbe because the pusit vagonim in ish and it was stolen from the man's house implies the Loma Ves Hectish, but not from the house of Hectish. Rabbi Shimon holds that if the owner bore responsibility for the stolen carbon, the thief does pay dolbe because it's considered stolen from his house. Because the owner must replace the carbon if it's lost, he has a monetary interest in it, which Rabbi Shimon considers legal ownership. The Gemara since when the thief shek's the carbon outside the Migdash, it's unfit for consumption, and Rav Shimon holds that such a shita is not considered shita, why does he pay to all the hay? In the first two answers, the Gemara explains it was shechted as a carbon in the Migdash. The owner did not receive the atonement because, number one, the blood was spilled before sprinkling, or, number two, it was not shechted for his sake. Rishrakish answers, the animal was blemished and was shechted outside the Migdash. And point number three, Ravazer challenged the previous answer. Since Shita alone does not permit a carbon, in consumption, rather, it's the subsequent sprinkling of the blood, the shekita was not fit, so to speak, and should not obligate daad Similarly, in the last answer, the shekita de ba'amum, it's only permitted to be eaten after redemption, so the shekita was not fit at the time. The great answers is Rabbi Lazar forgot Rabbi Shimon's opinion that any blood which stands to be thrown in the Mizbeach is considered like it was already thrown and is considered permitted in consumption. But and anything which stands to be redeemed is considered like it was already redeemed. So once again, the three points are number one. The Mishan Daf Ein Dalar Beis taught that if one stolen animal was mocked as a carbon and shechted it, he does not pay Dala the hay. They ask, although the Shkita does not obligate Dal Behe because it was no longer the owners, he should be Dal Behe for the Makdishit. What difference is it to me whether he sells it to an ordinary person or sells it to heaven? Two answers are suggested to attribute the mission of Tuatanu holds. The Makdish retains ownership in certain cases of Hektish, but these answers are rejected. The Gemara ultimately distinguishes between selling and being makdish. When one sells to a Hedyot, mikar toward the Shimon. Originally, it was the seller Reuven's cow, and now it's the buyer Shimon's cow. Macharos shamayim. But if he sells it, meaning is makdish it to heaven, mikar toward the It was originally Ruvain's cow, and now it's still Reuven's cow, meaning it's called Reuven's carbon because it atones for him and is brought for his sake. Pointing in the Mishnah, Rabbi Shimon said that one pays dal hay, but Kadash m'shechayv b'cherei son for which he bears responsibility. The Moore explains that he refers to someone who stole a carbon, where the Tanakhama holds he does not pay Dolvahe because the ish and it was stolen from the man's house, implies the Loma Ves but not from the house of Hegdish. Rabbi Shimon holds that if the owner bore responsibility for the stolen carbon, the thief does pay Dolvahe because it's considered stolen from his house. Because the owner must replace the carbon if it's lost, he has a monetary interest in it, which Rabbi Shimon considers legal ownership. The asks, since when the thief sheikhs the carbon outside the migdash, it's unfit for consumption, and Rav Shimon holds that such a shechita is not considered shechita, why does he pay to all hay? In the first two answers, the Gemara explains it was shechted as a carbon in the migdash. The owner did not receive the atonement because, number one, the blood was spilled before sprinkling, or, number two, it was not shechted for his sake. Rishrakish answers the animal was blemished and was shechted outside the migdash. And point with you, Rubozer challenged the previous answer. Since Shkita alone does not permit a carbon in consumption, rather it's the subsequent sprinkling of the blood, the Shkita was not fit, so to speak, and should not obligate dodd Similarly, in the last answer, the Shakta, the Balmum, it's only permitted to be eaten after redemption, so the Shkita was not fit at the time. The Gemara answers to Rabbi Elazar forgot Rabbi Shimon's opinion that any blood which stands to be thrown in the mizbeach is considered like it was already thrown and is considered permitted in consumption. But is kapadui Dami and anything which stands to be redeemed is considered like it was already redeemed. All right, so now we go to Simadav Ein Vav, and this was suggested to us by Yeshua Eisenberg. He suggested that Ein Vav is an I V, an intravenous. So here goes. The thief who broke into the animal hospital to steal Mimaknish the cow hooked up to the IV wasn't going to be chayb, doll of the hay, like his partner who began to shech the consecrated animal that the owner had achrais for and whose blood collecting in another IV bag to be used for Zurika was considered already thrown. Once again, it's motion. The thief who broke into the animal hospital to steal Mimaknish the cow hooked up to the IV IV, that must be more and ein vah. The thief who broke into the animal hospital to steal me be the cow, hooked up to the IV, wasn't going to be high for dal which reminds us, the Gemara explains why designating a stolen animal as a carbon is not tantamount to selling it. When one sells to a hediyot, originally it was the seller Ruben's cow, and now it's the buyer Shimon's cow. Maku was Shammai, but if he sells, so to speak, he's Maknish at the heaven, it was originally Ruben's cow, and now it's still Reuben's cow, meaning it's called Reuben's carbon because it atones for him and is brought for his sake. So the thief who broke into the animal hospital to steal me be the cow, hooked up to the IV wasn't going to pay like his partner who began to shech the consecrated animal that the owner had acharias for which reminds us in the mission Rabbi Shimon says that one pays for which he bears responsibility. He holds that if the owner bore responsibility for the stolen carbon the thief does pay because it's considered stone from his house because the owner must replace the carbon if it's lost he has a monetary interest in it which Rabbi Shimon considers legal ownership. So the thief who broke into the animal hospital to steal Mimaknish the cow, hooked up to the IV, wasn't going to be chayb, dal like his partner who began at the, the consecrated to an animal that the owner had achreis for, and whose blood collecting in another IV bag to be used for his rika was considered already thrown. Which reminds us, Rebbe challenged the previous answer, since shechita alone does not permit a carbon in consumption, rather it's a subsequent sprinkling of the blood, the Shita was not fit and should not obligate to Similarly, in the last answer, that he shechted a balmum, it's only permitted to be eaten after redemption, so the shechita was not fit at the time. The great answers of Rebbe Lezzar forgot Rebbe Shimon's opinion, that any blood which stands to be thrown on the Mizbeach is considered like it was already thrown and is considered permitted in consumption. The And anything which stands to be redeemed is considered like it was already redeemed. So once again, the thief who broke into the animal hospital to steal and be Makdish the cow, hooked up to the IV, wasn't going to be chayev the hay Like his partner who began to shekh the consecrated animal that the owner had acharias for, and his blood collecting in another ivy bag to be used for his rika was considered already thrown. All right, so now it's time for four blah, 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 chasara. So the sin of Daph is a thick piece of birthday cake. So here it goes. The thief stole the long knife that was meant to cut the thick birthday cake. Thick birthday cake? That must be more on Daph base Of. The thief stole the long knife that was meant to cut the thick birthday cake to Shech the stolen sheep in the Azara from beginning to end, which reminds us more discusses whether Enla Shita El Basov or going Adsov regarding Shita of chun in the Azara. So the thief stole the long knife that was meant to cut the thick birthday cake The shekh the stolen sheep and the azara from beginning to end, while the children played spot the adim omen game, trying to detect whether it was the kids who testified they saw the birthday boy steal, or the kids who testified they saw him do the shechidah, which reminds us. The next Mishnah states, Ganabal pishnaim. if one stolen animal, according to the testimony of two adim, but tabakumachal piyan, and he shaked it or sold it according to their testimony. Menim zomim, and they were found to be zomim, meaning other witnesses testified that they were elsewhere at that time. But shalmim they pay everything, the entire dal V'hei. If the shkitor or was established by different edim, and all were found zomim, the first pair pays Kefa and the second pair pays the remaining threefold for an ox. If only the latter pair was found zomim, the remaining testimony stating that he only stole it, the thief pays kefah, and the zomim pay the remaining threefold. So, the thief stole the long knife that was meant to cut the thick birthday cake, the sheikh, the stolen sheep, and the azara from beginning to end, while the children played spot the Edom game, trying to detect whether it was the kids who testified they saw the birthday boy steal, or the kids who testified they saw him do the shechita, as the kid who was already out as an Edom was told, L'mafreyu. Which reminds us, a Morayim dispute, when an aide found to be an aidzomeim, is disqualified for subsequent testimonies. Abai says, he's disqualified retroactively from the moment of testimony, and any testimonies afterwards are disqualified. Because from the moment he testified, he became a Russia, and the Torah disqualifies a Russia's testimony. Rava says he's only disqualified from now onward, aid Zomim because the discrediting of an aid Zomim is a novelty. Da training because the contradicting testimony is really two against two. Therefore, what reason do you see to heed the second aidim discrediting the first? Heed the first aidim who testified they were there. Daf So the simmer Daf Aingimel is a giant ostrich egg. So here goes. The giant ostrich egg timer, giant ostrich egg, that must have been Dauph egg. The giant ostrich egg timer that was used to determine if the eighting were found to be zoming that a thief shekhed a sheep testified tochkede diber of the first testifying that he stole it, which reminds the brings the about two testimonies given within tochkede diber and the second eight is as huzam. So the giant ostrich egg timer that was used to determine if the 18 were found to be zoming that a thief shekhed a sheep testified tochkede diber of their first testifying that he stole it had two settings, Shalmelecha Rebbe Amori, and the shorter, Shalmelecha, which reminds us, the more it explains that there are two time frames for Tokedi Dibur. Number one, Kedei is Talmud Rav, enough time for a student to greet a teacher, which is Shalmelecha Rebbe Amori. Rabbi does not hold this time frame joins two statements into one. And number two, Kedei She'el is Talmud enough time for a teacher to greet a student, which is merely Shalmelecha. Rabbi considers this time frame one Dibur. So, the giant ostrich egg timer that was used to determine if the Edim were found to be zoming that a thief shechted a sheep, testified Toch dibur of their first testifying that he stole it, had two settings, Shalmalecha Rebbe Amori and the shorter Shalmelecha, and had a warrant all Edim inscribed on it that said, hazami which reminds us, Rav said that if Adim testified that someone incurred the death penalty and he was found guilty, then they were contradicted by other aidim, rendering their aidus ineffective, and later they were found zomin, they're killed. Although their aidus was contradicted before they were found Zomim, azamihi, contradiction is the beginning of Hazama, Elish Enigma, but the process was not completed. the Daf Ein is an aid, a witness. So here goes. There was a lot of commotion in the packed Baston When a first said of Adim, Aidim, that Muslim were Daf Ein Dalit, aid. There was a lot of commotion in the packed basin when a first set of aiding were contradicted by a second set and then accused of being zoning by a third set, which reminds the more brings up Rice's case of three sets of witnesses. The first pair testified that a master destroyed the slave's tooth and then his eye. Then another pair reversed the sequence, reducing the payment, and the first pair is found zoning. The Bryce says they must pay for the eye to the master, even though their testimony was rendered ineffective by the second pair. So there was a lot of commotion in the pact of baston when a first set of eighty were contradicted by a second set, and then accused of being Zomine by a third set, as eighty who were contradicted in their testimony about someone getting the death penalty were being led away outside to get Malkus, which reminds us. The Gemara says that Rabbi and Rabbi Lazar disagree if eighty were contradicted and later found zomin are killed. A prozer or belazer holds they're not killed because he said Adim Shabuk should benefit Lokim, witnesses who were contradicted about their testimony about someone's life, meaning that he incurred the death penalty, received lashes. So there was a lot of commotion in the pact based in when a first set of eightim were contradicted by a second set, and then accused of being zomined by a third set. As 80 were contradicted in their testimony about someone getting the death penalty, were being led away outside to get Malkas. Past a great rabbi who was told that despite his admitting to blinding his beloved Evan's eye, his Evan does not go free because there are no witnesses. Which reminds us, more brings in an incident where Raman blinded his slave Tevi and was rejoicing greatly because he wished to free this righteous slave, but could not because of the Torah's directive to enslave them forever. Yeshua informed that his admission was ineffective because there were no witnesses. This implies that if witnesses would appear, he would be liable to the fine to free him. Rav Huna responded that Rami admission was not in vain. Daf Ein Hay. So the similar Daf Ein Hay is Amha Aretz. So here goes the Amar's thief Amha Arez. That must mean we're on Daf Ein Hay. The Amharz thief who stole and didn't realize he should admit to the theft when he saw Aym coming to testify against him. Which reminds us it was taught in If the thief saw Adim approaching to testify against him, and he preempted them and admitted in basin that he stole, but did not shecht or sell it, he only pays karen and not kefal. The of Shimon says, Let the witnesses come and testify, and the thief will pay kefal. So the Amar's thief who stole and didn't realize he should admit to the theft when he saw Adem coming to testify against him, and then only admitted to shechting the animal after they testified, requiring him to pay. Dalad vehe, which reminds us, Rav Hamnunan reasoned that Rav's ruling was only where one admitted to stealing and Adim testified as much. Shrei Chayav Atzma because he obligated himself on paying the principal, and admission which requires payment is a valid admission. But if Adim testified that he stole, and he admitted that he sold or shakted it, and then Adim testified so, he does pay Dalad vehe. Shrei Pata because he had exempted himself from paying anything in his admission, since he knew his admission would not obligate him to pay Kanaz. So the Amar's thief, who stole and didn't realize he should admit to the theft when he saw Adim coming to testify against him, and then only admitted to shechting the animal after they testified, requiring him to pay. Dallad the hay was totally confused why a second set of Edim, who then testified that he Shekhtin the animal and were found to be Zomim, did not have to pay, which reminds us, more brings a case where Adim testified that someone stole, and he agreed that he stole and also shechted or sold, the animal, but did not steal in front of them, but before two other Adim whom he named, the first pair was exposed as zomim, and the other adim later testified to his theft and shechting. The thief pays the principal, and the zomim pay the kefal. Because the thief admitted to their testimony, these witnesses would not be punishable even if they are later found zomim. Through abundant button, hold, Kwa Idishi Atayaku Azima, Wahis. Any testimony which you cannot refute through a is not valid testimony, so their testimony cannot obligate the thief to pay the additional threefold. Simchus considers the testimony valid, so he pays the threefold. All right, so now it's time to conclude their pop quiz of ten questions. Number one, which stuff do you learn about two time frames for Toch Kid That's on dav. Ain gimel, good number two. Which of the one the Rabbi Yochanan hasanu holds that Maisa Shabbos is forbidden to everyone forever? That's on dav. good number three. Which of the one why being Makdish a stolen animal as a carbon is not tantamount to selling it to be chayv the dehay? That's on dav. Ain good number four. Which stuff to be machuk whether an eid zomim is disqualified luma freya or mekanul That's on dav. Ain Beis. Good number five. Which dafti malchukh if Eidashi Yatayahu Azim applies to a case where the Eidim would not be punished since the thief admitted to their testimony? That's on Dav. Ein Good number six. Which of them the Reb Shimon holds call omad zork zork dami? That's on Dav. Vav. Good number seven. Which of the question whether a motive a kanas has to pay if his admission does not obligate him to pay anything? That's on Dav. Good number eight. Which stuff? in the Rav says that one does pay dal de for stealing and shechting b'charei That's on dav. Ayn Vav. Good number nine. Which stuff? The malchul, because the thief has to pay kavul if he admits to a theft when he sees edim coming. That's on dav. Ayn Good number ten. Which stuff? The question of thief only admitted that he stole and in an animal to one partner. Would the other partner receive five half bakar? That's on dav. Ainov. Excellent. That concludes shir. share. This is everybody Ram from Zirchut, wishing you a great day and great learning.